I'm Elijah. And I'm Ruby. And welcome to Rough Edges. Guys, welcome back to episode two of season three, Rough Edges. How are we doing, guys? Oh, wait, let me introduce everyone. We have Elijah, of course, and we are joined by the beautiful Hannah. Yes. And she is going to share a bit of her story today, um, just to give a bit of, just to open up some things that are a bit more taboo and a bit more difficult to talk about. Um, And yeah, we're just going to introduce Hannah, give us a bit of your information, your background story, like who are you and yeah. Yeah, so um, I'm Hannah, thank you also for having me on this by the way. Legend Ruby. I am, I feel like I need to have fun facts about me or something. I'm 21. I am born and raised in South London. I am currently studying sociology at the University of Liverpool. And I live with my mum, who's got MS, um, but she's a legend. And my little brother, he's not little, um, my younger brother, who's 17 years old, nearly 18, so I need to stop calling him my little brother because it makes him sound like he's free, but yeah. <laughs> oh, yes, mate. So yeah, thank you so much for coming on the um, podcast today. Um, to get a bit into the topic we're talking about today, we're going to talk about grief and we thought it's kind of relevant for this time because do you know what, like this pandemic's been real difficult and I know, I think Almost everyone probably knows of someone that has either, you know, knows someone who's died of corona or got corona. And it's it's just getting more and more aware where people are thinking about death and they're thinking about what happens afterwards and is this all there is to life and all this sort of thing. Um, and Hannah's just going to go for it and share her story. And, yeah, we're just so grateful that she's so willing to share. So go ahead, Hannah. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, I think just before I want to start, I just want to say grief is a very deeply personal emotion. I know two people's grief is the same. So just because I went through it this way doesn't necessarily mean that if someone is going through it and they're listening to it, that my way is the only right way and theirs is the wrong way. And I don't want to come across really preachy or anything like that, but I just kind of want to share it because I remember when I went through my grief and there just wasn't a lot out there and especially young people because not a lot of young people I think are losing loved ones um and so yeah and I felt quite alone so I really just want to share my story a little bit in the hope that even if it is really small and only one person takes something from it like they can take something from it I guess before I probably go into it I guess like I just lived a very normal life like my parents were happily married my dad was an elder at our church um, me and my brother just, just getting along with life. I was in year 12, so my first term of sixth form, I joined, like, I joined a new school. I was basically like trying to live my best life, making new friends, going parties, thinking I was there grown when really I was tiny. I still am young now, but I was not grown. Um, yeah, and it, it was around my first term in like December 2016, 2017, that my dad, he was about 45-ish. 46-ish, roughly that age. So he's quite um, young, quite healthy. Just started like 
kind of having a lot of virusy symptoms and we just we just put it as virus probably nothing crazy and then he walked up our stairs in our house and he got really, like really breathless and my mum was like oh then you need to go doctors in it come on and my dad was very much like no 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 like only if I like really need it like um but she was like it's not a virus if you're getting breathless so went to the doctors and they found loads of fluid in his left lung um anyway so they were like go hospital get it drained which was a bit gruesome and um yeah and yeah we'll do those tests fast forward basically he like about a month and all the test results came back but he had like a mass which is a tumor in his chest um yeah it was like a type of cancer that only one person a year gets so um yeah we were like whoa okay um it's quite a rare form um yeah and so a lot of the time with cancer if they can they try and do surgery to remove as much of the tumor as they can my dad's tumor pretty much had everything aggressive non-aggressive all that sort of stuff um so in may around may 2017 um he had surgery which was partly successful they removed about like 1.9 kilograms of mass from his chest which is a lot and the surgeon was like I think this is when it really hit home that my dad was not well and actually I need to take this quite seriously like he started to lose a lot of blood and he nearly like passed me on the operating table but thankfully God pulled him through and God sustained him for for that and yeah um anyways as I said the surgery was like partly successful so he had to go through chemo because some parts of it they couldn't remove I think it was more on the diaphragm where it was like um just still aggressive and still continuing um to grow so again his um first lot of chemo was partly successful um and then he they were like oh but I think to really try and kill it off we need to up the up the dosage of like how high chemotherapy was so he went on a high dosage of chemotherapy and when that happens sometimes you can get obviously I think most people know when someone goes through chemotherapy there's side effects like losing your hair and all that sort of stuff but when I think you up the dosage from what I remember it the side effects can get even more extreme so like your immune system can really suffer and yeah it can cause all sorts of things so um he thought the prognosis at that point was about 50% that he was going to live in the second chemo and 50% not. Um, but my family and my church are just really good at, at like just trying to pray through it, keep trusting in God no matter what is going to happen. And I think that was so helpful for me and my family. Um, anyways, he started going through the second lot and it kind of had to pause because he, I think roughly around like September 2017, so this is probably like getting on to nine months from, from when we first knew something was going on, um, he caught pneumonia, um, basically, um, which, um, yeah, and because I don't know how it works again, 100% science, but you need white blood cells to fight off stuff that's not great in your body and because of the chemotherapy his white 
blood cell count was really low. And so the antibiotics to fight off the pneumonia couldn't work. Um, and so sadly, um, they couldn't continue chemotherapy because of the pneumonia. And yeah, sadly, on, I remember on the front, I remember coming up after sick form and like chilling in St. Bartholomew's, a big hospital in London by St. Paul's. And um, the consultant coming in and just being like, I'm really, really sorry, you're not going to make it. And I remember just sitting there like, breaking down crying my mum was crying and testament to who my dad was that he'd just been told that he wasn't going to live like he wasn't going to see his children grow up and do their life stages that he wants to see he's not going to live the married life that he wants to with his wife um and all this sort of stuff not going to see his parents again all this stuff and actually he was the one being like oh you two come in out give me a hug right now like it's just testament to him and how i guess comfortable and at one and at peace he was with his relationship with God and where he was at with his feelings around death heaven all that sort of stuff and yeah I feel like watching throughout that whole journey of watching my dad going through chemotherapy I saw his relationship grow not only in the church but also his relationship being tested with God but deepened probably the furthest that I've ever seen it deepen and um, the next day we all went up early, lots of family came and family to say like their last goodbyes because it could have been a day or it could have been like six weeks, um, the time frame that they roughly gave us. Um, anyway, so it was, very, it was a very nice day for what it was, if you will. And um, yeah, and then we, stopped, we, we stayed quite late. We decided to go home. I think fam, one of our really good family friends, one of my dad's good friends said, um, came in and I think just read a bit of a Bible passage over him. It was like Ephesians 4 and it was just like you've run the good race, you fought the good battle, like and I think just very poignant for where my dad was. And I don't know whether that had it or something, but um we then got the call. Did a massive U-turn in the car and I remember just sitting there and trying to just thinking raw like my life has changed. Like just like that, like a click of the fingers, like nothing watching my dad pass away and my mum and my brother and just seeing all of that and even just seeing like my grandparents to see his um parents watching one of their children die just really struggling and I just remember thinking like my life my whole life has shifted like stuff that I used to find important now just seems unimportant and really made me prior like have to prioritize stuff on another level with my mum in MS my dad was the main carer so me and my brother again it had to shift um a bit and I felt like I was in some sort of snow globe like you know them statues and then like you like shake it and like all this snow is whizzing around and I just felt like I was just a little statue like this snow globe like everything whizzing around and I it was a very hard period of my life um and it was a very dark period of my life I think but as time goes on, I think it's one of the biggest healers. One thing that shocked me was not everyone grieves the same, I think, as I touched before, but like, especially watching my family about my mum, it came all out straight away. She'll cry in front of anyone. My brother was like, I'm going to channel it into Xbox, and I was somewhere in between. Mum um, was a bit weird. It was actually a bit deferred after my mum. So, because of obviously my mum was really going for it because it was like her husband that she lost now having to become a single parent quite quickly yeah she was really feeling it so mine came a little bit later but um 
yeah and I guess my life plans changed like my gap year I was like I'm gonna travel and like live my best life no I was <laughs> I was retaking my last year of university to try and get into um you know like my last year of sorry of sick forms trying to get into uni and doing some stuff for the church which was the right thing to do and I think where God wanted me to be um I actually for a long while felt quite angry at God and quite resented God and I'm gonna be honest with that I feel like for me I had the like the classic questions of why is all loving all knowing all powerful God like done this and I think it's so natural at points within faith to doubt God especially when you go through hard times of trials and tribulation it is massive to it's and it's very easy to slip into that and it's natural to doubt God and I think for, for where I am now I'm very like I'm slowly but I'm getting to a place where I feel peace whether I may not know the answer why God decided to take um, my dad so early um I, I may not ever know but I think I have hope and I have faith and I pray over that some beautiful flowers in my dark situation and my family's dark situation can be born and I can use my story to help others so like when I've had a couple of friends sadly who've lost people and they've, they've come to me to talk about it and I'm like I'm so glad I've had someone to talk about it because not many other people are ready to lose someone and I was like oh thanks <laughs> I guess and I was like oh that is really testament to God sometimes God shuts the door and you don't really understand why but actually he opens another one over there and it's just about a time of um waiting and I think Jeremiah 29 verse 11 kind of talks about God enduring close to God through trials and tribulation which is definitely something that <laughs> I could have improved on during that time and actually won't make us go through anything that we can't handle and that's something that someone told me and I remember holding on to that and being like even though it seems really crap now my life has changed everything is so up in the air I don't know what I'm doing anymore um what 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 is life about um actually yeah it just made me um really think about that and actually god if god didn't think i can get through this he wouldn't give it to me and so it kind of spurred me on a little bit i feel like um what i i think touched before i found it really hard to lean on god my mum found it really natural she was the one like dragging us to the church and she'd be there like singing and praising jesus and i think she really I was so thankful to have her around because I think she really carried um, mine and my brother's faith when it was at the lowest after losing my dad. Like, I remember her being like, yes, Jesus, you're so good. And, like, good, good father would come on and I'd be there like, I really cannot sing this. Like, I'm not vibes in at the back of the church. And someone actually prayed over me um, one Sunday, I remember, and they were like, and this is actually a useful tip for people, that if you don't feel like singing because there's something going on with God and how you're feeling towards God, be honest just say I don't, I don't feel like it and I'm really sorry God doesn't hate you for it God's not angry at you for it he rejoices and is happy for you coming and being honest of where you are with him and so that's yeah I think that that was so useful and really helpful for me um to do that but I guess um obviously there's not a day that goes by without where I don't miss my dad and some days there are days that I miss him more than others and sometimes it could be around a season like Christmas or sometimes it can just be randomly I'll just be walking or I see something that reminds me of my dad or something happens and it, and it reminds me of my dad and you will miss him but I will miss him more and I guess grief is always going to be there in your life it never it never goes away um it's one of those things that everyone is going to experience at some point but as life continues and to grow and 
the more uni on God, I think personally, I think it really helps um, to be able to cope with that grief better. Um, yeah, I think Psalm 55, 22 says it, like, cast your cares on the Lord and he will sustain you. He will never let the righteous be, be shaken. And I think that's something that I really held on to during my time of grief, of, like, immediate grief um, in the first, like, couple of years um, since I've losing my dad. Um, COVID-19, I think, is, like, a massive thing. I think as Ruby said before how... I think it's especially like important with this milestone as well of 100,000 deaths. Like you hear it all the time, the death figure every time you turn on the news, anything like that. And I think as a nation, it's really, really hard. Um, actually, lockdown makes it so much harder for families and friends who are grieving because part of stuff that's really useful in the grieving process is having closure, like physical closure things like being there saying your last goodbyes to the person or being at the funeral like those were big clo- like physical closures in I think UK society when talking about grief and bereavement and actually it adds I can imagine it can add so much more heartache and turmoil I guess for people um having to go through that when they can't even do that because of lockdown restrictions um grief is a painful season I think like nothing can, can prepare you for it and I think the important thing is, I think the UK society sometimes kind of encourage you to get back on the horse, doesn't really talk about it a lot, grief and bereavement, and actually don't do that. Like, you, to be able to get over it and get through it, you never get over it, but to get through it, you need to go through that painful season and endure that painful season. And just if you are Christian, Lamentations 3, verse 32 to 33, basically talks about how grief doesn't hurt and pain doesn't come from God and actually he only has plans to prosper us um and so hold on to that I think um I don't know I don't have a lot more to say but I think one thing that I did notice was people around me had especially because we were young I think and no one had really gone through it like I had like people didn't know how to act some people were super super there for me um and some people kind of just ignored it and pretended like it never happened because obviously they felt uncomfortable and they just didn't know or they didn't want to make me upset and I think James 127 talks about like just basically encourages us as a community to like look after our brother and sisters basically um and yeah I think very much if you are knowing someone that's going through grief right now and you feel like you have the ability to reach out to them even if it's just a small text I'd encourage you to do that but obviously be very aware and sensitive of how they're feeling and the situation that they're in as well because they may be they may be very overwhelmed and I guess anyone's listening to this who have like kind of gone through grief I guess just be kind to yourself and um be really kind to yourself and I remember someone saying this to me and getting so annoyed they're like time is the biggest healer and I was like well I just want time to move on now um but um (laughs) but it actually it actually is and even though you're going through it and it's the hardest probably one will, will be one of the hardest points of your life um the sun will shine again and it's so true you look at rain, rain happens all the time and the sun shines again and it is true. And I think just if be kind to yourself, lean on God if you can and you feel like it and if you're Christian and I think just be honest and open if you can with your friends and family and let them in to help and support you because I think that's what they will want to be doing.
but yeah, I don't know. I hope that's all right. Um, it's kind of my story and my thoughts about grief. Yeah. Thank you for being on this panel because that's such a uh, vulnerable story that you've put out there on the podcast. So we thank you for that. And yeah, um, I guess you. my first question really is, um, did you have any counselling to kind of help you on the way? Because at the time I know you was trying to get all your coursework ready and prepared for uni. Yeah. So I think it's really interesting. Me and my brother actually had a really interesting conversation about counselling the other day. And I think counselling works when you're ready to talk. So my mum was like, yeah, immediately straight away, sign me up to every counselling thing on the book. And it was so helpful for her. Whereas she was like, do it, do it, do it. And me and my brother were just at a point where we we were like, we don't want it. And we kind of had a bit of a jostle with it and we were like actually no yeah it's the right thing to do when someone is ready they want to do counseling but I think counseling is such an important thing in our society I think it's really downplayed I think it's down looked upon and actually I think people every individual at some point probably will need counseling um and I actually had it like a couple years later like I remember because I have anxiety as well um so I remember just going through a period where I was struggling a bit with anxiety and I was like, I kind of need counselling. And then it suddenly dawned on me, I was like, right, I've not ever had counselling for my dad and the death of my dad and just the traumatic incident that it was and where I am now with life and my responsibilities and I decided to go get counselling and it was probably some of the best thing, like one of the best things that I've ever done. And it made me realise that I'd hold hell on to stuff that I didn't even realise and just speaking through with someone who is a professional is such an important thing to do um, yeah and can really add in a third party hindsight that you maybe never would have seen before with your yeah. thoughts and feelings so yeah good and um, how has your church family helped you in the coping process of it all yeah, I think my church, we were so blessed to have um, my church and family. Like, they were such a support from the minute my dad got ill, praying constantly, or even, like, supplying meals, like, do you know what I mean? In the aftermath and, like, of dinners, because we'd, we'd be going to hospital, coming back really late, or me and my brother would have to be at school and coming back really late. And, yeah, they were amazing. And, um, yeah, from even, like, there were like women in my church that would um, meet up with my mum once a week and one of my youth leaders, oh, mother, she would invite me over for dinner at least once a month so, so I could get out of the house and same with my brother and my church was like a massive support and I think sometimes people can downplay the support that um, church actually can bring and I think yeah, for me and my situation with my family, it was massive. And I don't think we would be in the position where we are now, um, in the good position where we are now without my church and people within my church, just congregation, just giving their time and their love and their energy towards us. Yeah. Um, so, Hannah, what made you change your perspective on the world and what... Um, what actually changed? Like, what did you start to value the most? Um, what did I value? This is such a good question. Um, <laughs> uh, for me, I think it really changed my perspective of the world. So 
I remember really I had not really bad anxiety um, before my dad and I thought it was going to get worse after my dad passed away but actually got better because it taught me of the real stuff to worry about like um, losing my dad made me really think about life properly and prioritise what is really important and just rationalise stuff a bit more whereas like oh my coursework isn't going so well it's not the end of the world life will continue whereas like prioritising my mum and my brother and I just think it taught me not to take life for granted like wherever I am or whoever I'm with um, whether it's family whether it's friends and there are definitely moments I look back when I was younger my dad was alive where I just kind of thought this was how my life was going to be um I think yeah grief really taught me that actually it's not and life can throw massive curveballs in at times when you're not ready and um I just think it really taught me to rationalize and see what's super important such as family and friends and not taking stuff for granted um yeah spending time with God yeah cool Honestly, I had loads of questions and I think you answered loads. And like, I'm so grateful oh, that you're on this like episode. It's so good. Thanks. Yeah, I feel like, I feel like it's going to resonate with, with a lot of people during um, what we're going through at the moment. Mm. And um, yeah, thank you for sharing that story. Yeah, thank oh, you. Oh, no, so thank much. you for having me, guys. I really appreciate it. <laughs> thank you for listening, everyone. And we'll see you again next week.